What's up everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. On this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast, I've got another amazing guest. And uh, before we get the show started, just like I always like to do, I will pass the mic to my guest. She will tell us a bit about herself, tell us about her business, then we get the show rolling. Hi, Julie. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. You too? Good. Yes, thank you. All right. Uh, so uh, just tell us a bit about you, your business, and uh, so that listeners will get familiarized with you. Yeah, great. I'm happy to do so. I am I am a clinical psychologist. I own a private practice um, based in San Antonio, Texas, but we provide therapy services to uh, clients virtually in 31 states um, and also provide executive coaching services to clients all over the world. Um, our, our specific practice specializes in what we call high achieving individuals. So oftentimes the, um, our clients would be executives, attorneys, um, pro athletes, entrepreneurs, um, and, um, and we provide, um, therapy from what we call a concierge model. So, um, this is a very modern, uh, approach to mental health where, um, services are intimate and very personalized. Um, clients have our uh, individual personal contact information. So if they need something from us between sessions, um, they can contact us directly. Um, it also adds an extra layer of privacy. So for some individuals, the idea of walking into a typical mental health waiting room um, just doesn't really work, um, you know, based on their lifestyle or their um, or their employment. Um, so, so being able to see us from their home or their office, whatever location they choose, adds an extra layer of privacy for them. Um, and it's also about convenience. So, typically, our clients are extremely busy, um, and the idea of driving across town and then having a session, driving back across town. Um, isn't isn't convenient. So um, that's another thing that we offer. Um, we just launched in June, uh, June 10th of this year, um, and things are going things are going great so far. Okay, thanks so much, Julie, for joining me on the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. I believe we'll have a very lovely time uh, during the interview. And one thing I'm super excited about with this episode is the fact that we will be talking about one important topic that most entrepreneurs will not even bother to think of, and that's the topic of mental health. Because as entrepreneurs, we uh, the good days will come, the bad days will come, and even uh, stress a lot of all those things, expectation and everything. And uh, it's really uh, gets uh, us, it's really getting our skin. And uh, sometimes when it's not being take care, uh, taken care of, it's my affect our mentality. And that's one topic that uh, Julia and I will be talking about. But before that, uh, we love stories so much on this uh, show, Julie. So can you just give us a background of how you got started as an entrepreneur? How does all this got started for you? Sure. I um, I started my career in the army. Uh, I was 
active duty army for quite a while um, and loved it, but uh, needed a change. So I left active duty and went to work for the military as a civilian. I worked for the army first, and then I went and worked for the air force. Um, but, you know, was looking for something that was a little more individualized in terms of um, not answering to so many people, not having so much red tape. Um, it was particularly frustrating to me that I couldn't care for my clients in the way that I wanted to. So um, access to care can be a problem in the military because we just have so many military members and so few uh, mental health providers. So I was looking to um, have a way to see people and, and provide care the, the way that I wanted to. Um, another thing that I saw in the military was um, these really high-ranking um, people weren't seeking mental health services, again, for privacy reasons, and that is really concerning. So, so I joined somebody else's private practice um, and was pretty pleased doing that for a little while, but, um, you know, there were some concerns from uh, some of the employees about the way things were being done. Um, and, you know, it was just a good signal to me that I was ready to sort of be running my own show, um, be the one that was making the decisions. Um, and then, you know, I, I would be the one responsible for that. So um, that is how this all started, you know, sort of a blessing in disguise that things did not work out so well at the, at the other practice I um, had joined. And so, that's it. Yeah, I, I decided to break out and do my own thing. Okay. Uh, thanks for that background story. So uh, from when you got started to right now, you surely will have picked up uh, some lessons along the line. So can you just share with us some of the biggest or best lessons that you have picked up in your entrepreneurial journey? Sure. Yeah. So, um, so pricing uh, was sort of a challenge for me, trying to figure out the right price. Um, you know, at least here in the States, um, it is very dependent on your location. So if I were a provider in New York City or um, LA, I would probably charge much more than what I am charging here in Texas. Um, but we also see clients, uh, as I said before, in 31 states. So that adds, um, you know, a little more nuance to making decisions about it. So um, we based our prices on what others were charging here locally. Um, and then pretty quickly after launching, figured out that we probably should have started actually at a higher price point. So we pivoted a little bit and increased prices pretty quickly. Um, you know, that can be extremely anxiety provoking to make uh, a big change so quickly after launching, um, but it's worked out okay. Uh, I wish I had sort of thought more through that before the launch. Um, but, you know, I guess one of the big lessons I learned from that is it is okay to adjust and make some changes as you go along that makes your business better and that makes your services better for clients. Okay. Uh, you've shared with us a very, very important uh, topic that uh, many people always face when they are starting. And that's, I think I uh, I can relate to what you said because I face the same 
I had the same challenge when I go started, you know, how much should I charge? Is this worth it? Am I, am I, who am I to charge this kind of money? And what yeah. are other people charging? You know, a lot of other uh, questions coming in. I, I, but I think the way I dealt with my then was, I just sat myself down, you know what? I know what I'm doing and it's not that I'm a fraud. So let me just start with this past point that I think I'm comfortable with. And when I get the feedback and I will know what to do. And that's how I got started. And over the, over the years, I've been able to adjust my pricing based on the value I believe I'm offering to the market. So thank you so much for that. So uh, Julie, from uh, when you got started in now, so can you just give us a brief picture of how your business is structured and revenue wise what is your figure for 2022 yeah uh you know i i'm embarrassed to say i don't i don't even have a projection uh i should um but we have increased uh our our um sessions each um, month so again launched in june of this year um and we're fully booked by the end of the month so um, for a therapist that, I mean, that's a, a pretty good deal, right? Sometimes um, we struggle to fill our client, uh, our client panels. Um, and it was particularly concerning because of the recession or what is potentially looking like a recession. Um, so, so anyway, so we have made um, over 10,000 each month. Um, and as I said, uh, steadily climbing. So last month, um, 16,000. So that's uh, a great start, um, but we're looking to expand. One of the challenges that I'm running into is hiring other providers. It's important to me that um, that the clients or the, the providers that join my practice are also psychologists. Um, you know, there are lots of great therapists from other disciplines, but because we do assessment, um, having other providers that can do both um, assessment and therapy limits me to psychologists. So anyway, it's been a challenge bringing other people on board. Um, I've done some interviews and just not found anybody that I thought was the best fit, but I'm excited this week and next week to be doing another round of interviews. Um, and I'm hopeful that I can bring somebody on board, which would definitely increase uh, revenues and profits. Um, so we'll do a split, which is common in the mental health industry. Um, so the, the, um, provider that I hire will be an independent contractor. So they'll be able to set their own prices and then um, they will um, split that with me, giving me a portion um, based on the services that I'm providing for them. So essentially, uh, you know, a, a turnkey private practice that they're able to walk into instead of doing all of the administrative and marketing on their own. Okay. All right. Uh, you mentioned you launched uh, in June of 2022 and you got uh, uh, you, your coaching slots got uh, filled up in no time. So listeners out there will be very curious to know exactly how you put this off because one uh, thing that I always plague uh, people who start a coaching practice is how do I get those uh, clients coming in? So how are you able to pull this off to be able to book your every slot that uh, you have to offer? Uh, due to your capacity up in, in just that uh, short uh, period of time? Yeah, so, um, 
You know, I think there was some benefit to working at another private practice um, ahead of time. So I had an idea of what seemed to work and what did not work so well. Um, but um, the approach was different in terms of marketing and networking. So uh, networking has been a huge part of what I've been doing. So making sure that people um, both here locally and, um, you know, other connections that I have know that I'm doing this and offering these services. So that is a potential referral source. Also networking with other providers here uh, locally has been helpful. So um, other uh, mental health providers, so psychiatrists, um, and also other concierge providers, so primary care docs, uh, internal medicine docs, um, that's been extremely helpful too. Um, I have a great website. And one of the things I had read early on was if you have a great website, but people can't find it, uh, it doesn't matter. So we've also focused on SEO using things like um, Google business to make sure that we have a strong presence on the web. Um, we have done some um, advertising on therapy directories, so places where clients would typically go to look for a therapist. Um, and besides that, the only other uh, big sort of thing that I've done that I think has been important is making sure that I am diversifying my income. So to this point, um, there is not much passive income. Um, which will be something that I work on in the future, but making sure that I am not fully relying on um, clients to call me and want to set up an appointment. So instead, um, marketing assessment services, um, looking for contracts. Uh, I have a contract right now with the Department of Energy, for example. So I get assessment referrals uh, from them, which you know, sort of boosts my other income. Uh, and it's also super helpful for me. Um, so I'm not doing therapy all day, every day, which can definitely increase that burnout factor. Uh, it's nice to shake things up a little bit and do some, some different work each day. Um, one of the other things that I think is important to note is um, when you're providing client services, there are only so many hours in a day. So I personally can only see so many clients each day. And it'll get to a point where I'm just sort of maxed out uh, in terms of earning potential if I don't either hire other providers or figure out other um, passive income sources. So that those are both things that I'm focusing on now. Okay, that's a lot of uh, insights over there uh, as regards having a source of uh, passive income uh, beyond the coaching uh, packages and the coaching client that uh, brings those income as a coach. So uh, right now, as a mentor, Ed, we, this is one topic I'm very super excited to talk about. Uh, I've seen times in my entrepreneurial journey that uh, things will feel very, very uh, slow and I'll be thinking, I'll be so worried and, you know, and even putting the uh, burden of our business together with what is happening at home front and a lot, lot of other things, it can really stress us a lot as entrepreneurs. So as a mentor, can you give us like a five minute masterclass on how entrepreneurs out there who you serve uh, in your business and who 
probably might be listening to this episode, how they can take care of their mental health and how to deal with all those worries and stress that accompanies entrepreneurship. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the first thing is support, um, making sure that you have social support, people that you feel like you can genuinely talk to about what is going on. Um, sometimes in business, we feel like we have to keep things uh, very close hold. So it's important to either find other um, peers that you can connect with, um, other people in your organization, um, similar business owners, whatever it is, friends, family, uh, people that can provide that support for you, um, you know, when you just need to talk about something. That support can also be professional. So again, we do uh, quite a bit of that through telehealth. Um, you know, there's this interesting statistic that 70-ish um, percent of entrepreneurs have some mental health issues. Um, that is, you know, much higher than the general population, but sort of makes sense if you think about it from what makes us successful entrepreneurs can sometimes also be to our detriment. So for example, um, being ambitious and working hard is fantastic um, when it comes to uh, making money and running a successful company, um, but can also be terrible in terms of burnout, anxiety, and depression. So making sure that you keep those things in check, that you have somebody um, that you can talk to uh, about personal development um, instead of just professional development uh, can be extremely helpful. Um, I think to having uh, some sort of daily practice. So again, self-care uh, is, is something that is sort of a buzzword uh, right now, but um, it is extremely important to take time for yourself each day and whether that means you're exercising, which is a great form of self-care, um, maybe catching up with a friend, reading a book that you enjoy that is not work-related, um, whatever it is, but making sure there is something that you have uh, that's just for you and brings you some sort of joy um, as a way to refresh and rejuvenate before returning to work the next day. Um, and then I guess my last uh, point would be just self-acceptance. Um, you know, it can be really difficult. Um, when you were talking about price points earlier, it made me think of this idea of imposter syndrome, right? Um, I, I think uh, when we first get started, we start to question, uh, should I really be doing this? Do I really know what I'm doing? Am I actually the expert here? Um, so having uh, a good idea about your um, your abilities and your knowledge and skills that you bring to the table, um, but also accepting maybe some areas where you don't shine as much. So um, that can be a great way to consider um, areas of improvement, right? So maybe some work to do um, uh, with a, a specialist, or um, maybe it just means that you do some outsourcing. So things that you're not particularly good at, like um, keeping the books would be something that you hire an accountant to do. Um, and then you can spend your time on something else that you enjoy uh, and, you know, that only you can do for your business. Okay. Uh, thanks so much. I was making notes and uh, three points that you mentioned that I like to uh, talk about and uh, just remind our listeners, get support because I always like to say on this show, entrepreneurship is not a solo run. It's 
uh, it's a it's a team sport. Like you have to get support. When I was starting, like uh, I have some few friends, even up to today, that when things are not going fine, or even when things are going fine, we rub, uh, we talk together, we share things, we share ideas. When someone is done, we talk to them, and we are able to use each other's uh, motivation to get going. And the second one is embrace self-care habits, like uh, beyond business, like exercising, reading, yoga, uh, meditating, uh, things that uh, will replenish those energy that uh, you always try to expand and even spend as uh, we work on our business. And the last one is self-acceptance, accepting things that you can't really change. And for things we can change, find someone or find help that can help you to fix those things. And for things that you can accept, accept them and just uh, move on and just see what uh, is waiting out there. Because at the end of the day, things will always even themselves out and things are not actually horrible as they look like when uh, they are happening. So thanks so much for that tip. All right. So uh, this is the segment where I have to throw you some quick fire question. Then you get back to me with answers. So Julie, are you prepared? Uh, I am ready. Yes. Okay. All right. What is one book that you have read that has a lot of impact in your business that you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, you know, my husband gave me uh, a book about startups um, which uh, I don't know the name off the top of my head. I'll have to try and peek into my bookcase, but um, it was incredible. Um, I think one of the reasons why it was so helpful is because it is not specific to mental health, uh, which can sometimes be really nice, right? Seeing things from another perspective. Um, but that was really helpful in terms of learning more about uh, business, about um, sort of how to scale a business. Um, I am a psychologist by training, so have not taken any business classes and honestly for quite a while thought that I wasn't going to um, own a business. I kind of thought I would keep doing what I was doing and stick to the path I was on. So um, maybe I will find this book and I can get the name to you. But yeah, just sure. a, a startup book um, has been super helpful. All right. I watch you for the uh book title and the author name at the end of the uh, interview. So uh, still talking about book, uh, Julie, if you had to write the book today, what would that book be about? Yeah, I think about relationships. So I um, I uh, specialize in relationships um, and attachment style uh, in my private practice. It's something that I have um, started to do over time because, you know, Typically, that is what people are actually looking for. So even people that come, um, entrepreneurs that come because of burnout, typically we spend quite a bit of time talking about relationships, uh, which makes sense because by nature, most humans are very relationship oriented. So yeah, so I, I think that is the direction I would head with the book. Okay, so out of curiosity, you know, as a book coach, I'm always very curious when I have, I'm having this conversation with busy entrepreneurs like you. You know, that book that you said uh, you like to write, what exactly has stopped you or what is stopping you to write that beautiful book? Well, there's only so many hours in a day, right? One of my, uh, one of my challenges um, has been... Um, uh, you know, being successful is fantastic, obviously, no complaints there, but um, trying to decide which opportunities to pursue 
um, has been somewhat of a challenge. So there have been lots of um, exciting potential opportunities, but again, um, I only have so much time. So trying to think about um, where to focus my energy right now while we continue to scale um, and expand. Um, I mentioned to you before we started, so I am launching another business um, in the next couple of months. So at this point, there's just not enough time to write a book. So maybe maybe that comes next year. Okay. Oh, you mentioned uh, the new business that you are starting. So uh, can you tell us about that business? Yeah, I would love to do so. It sure. is a telehealth service um, where we will offer um, assessments for adults for autism. So, um, you know, most services for autism are child related. So um, this will be specific to adults. Um, and the reason why, so my co-founder and I uh, have both been touched by um, autism and ADHD in our own personal lives and family lives, um, and just realize that there is such a large need for that. I, I get calls all the time asking if I can perform these assessments or if I know somebody um, that can. Uh, even when there are resources for this, typically they're booked months and months out. So if you are having some troubles and you're looking to get help with that, the idea of waiting, you know, a few months to a year um, to have an assessment, much less get the results, um, isn't, isn't um, you know, that, that doesn't make you feel great. So we want to offer that service. Um, as a way to make this more accessible, make the assessments more accessible and be able to offer treatment recommendations so people can take care of their mental health um, more easily and more quickly. Okay, that's, that would be a very good resource up for people living with autism. And uh, you know, uh, one, uh, one important thing that, uh, that every entrepreneur have in common is the fact that we are solving problems that people are having. And I think uh, when we help people to solve a lot of problems and even the big problem, then the money comes in. So it's all about solving problems and seeing where you can add value to people or even uh, the market that we are serving. Uh, so Julie, outside of business, who exactly is Julie? <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I am married. Uh, I have a wonderful partner. Um, and I have two uh, little boys. I say little, they're not so little anymore. They are 12 and 10. Um, so I spend most of my time either at work or with my family. Uh, you know, again, there's there's only so many hours in a day, so I feel like it's hard to fit everything in. But uh, in addition to that, I try to uh, make time for my friends. Uh, I enjoy running and yoga. Um, and have been trying to do some more hiking, although here in Texas, uh, it's it's pretty hot. So that is a challenge until later this fall. Yeah, that's good. Anytime I have the opportunity to talk to a woman who on this show who is doing well in business, I always like to give them a round of applause because I understand it takes a lot for women uh, to deal with the business world and also still be a mom and a wife. So I always like to give every woman uh, an interview on this show a round of applause. So this is a round of applause for you. You can't really hear me, but I'm giving you kudos for uh, being a good mom, a good wife, and still winning in business. Yeah, thanks. You know, I think uh, I think it is definitely hard for men too, right? That are trying to balance family 
um, along with business. So uh, not just women, but I do appreciate that. I think women are underrepresented, uh, unfortunately. So hopefully that will change. Yeah, sure. You know, as a, as a man, I have firsthand uh, uh, experience with women in business and uh, most of my younger ones, they are business women. And I understand what it takes to be a mom, uh, be a wife and still uh, show up in business and still win. So that's why I always, uh, maybe due to my own personal experience, uh, having women uh, who are in business around me. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I appreciate that. Okay. All right. So uh, what is one superpower you think you've got that has contributed to you winning in business and in life? Oh, uh, I'm very tenacious. Um, my husband would probably call it stubborn, but I think um, that has made me successful um, in life in general. So uh, in terms of pursuing so many years of education and then just being willing to put in so much effort uh, in terms of the business, uh, that has definitely been, I think, what has gotten me the farthest. So uh, that determination uh, and sort of will that can't be broken has has definitely been helpful. I don't think there is any successful entrepreneur out there that is not stubborn because for us to overcome all these challenges and uh, to actually build something, one need to be very stubborn because uh, if we are not, we will surely have give up and even yeah. uh, go into this uh, nine to five world and. So I think everybody, every most entrepreneurs are stubborn. And I think that's a very good trait uh, on that part of entrepreneurship. So they are super cool. So uh, Julie, you've mentioned your superpower, and surely we are all human. Uh, we have our our superpower, and where we have things that we struggle with. So as an entrepreneur, which area or what do you struggle with the most as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think trying to juggle everything and figure out what I can and cannot do. So earlier I mentioned um, uh, being able to delegate or outsource. Um, I, I think that I have realized um, I like to be in control. Um, and so just handing over ownership of different parts of the business uh, has been difficult for me. So uh, I don't know anything about accounting. Uh, I haven't a great, a great accountant, but um, <laughs> in the beginning, it was definitely hard to feel like uh, somebody else was just sort of looking over all of the numbers and, and making sure that all of those things were working right. So um, not micromanaging um, and, and realizing um, that while nobody else is going to take care of my business the same way that I am, uh, I definitely can find great people that um, are good at their jobs and can help in that way. Okay. All right. This question just came to me. It's actually out of my script. Uh, for you starting afresh, if you, are start, if you are to start over today, what is one piece of advice that you like to give yourself? Yeah, that, um, that you can start at any point. You know, I, I think um, that lots of people have this idea that you should work for other companies first and get an idea of what business is like from that perspective. There are definitely advantages to that. Um, I learned things that I would not have learned if I had gone out on my own. But I think that people that know they want to start a business, um, you don't have to wait, right? So you could um, start independently and then consult with others um, through networking or through making connections. But 
I think it's never too early or too late to too late to start. Okay, you are very right. It's not too early and too late. Even uh, people, even in six in uh, in their sixties, some people, if they are really determined, they can still win in business and even in life. Uh, nobody is actually the timekeeper. I always like to say nobody is keeping the time. The timing depends on your perspective of uh, timing and how old or how young uh, that you are. So, uh, what is one question you wish I asked you that I didn't ask? Oh. Um... Yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well, maybe I can say a little bit about um, consultation um, and sort of how I have navigated that. Um, I, I have heard from other entrepreneurs um, that sometimes they are uh, a little weary of um, sharing what they are doing with other people, right? So this idea that um, maybe what you're working on is a secret or, uh, you know, these concerns about if if your idea gets out there. Um, so I, I think, though, the opposite is probably almost always true, right? Um, I think the synergy of talking about what you're doing is helpful. Um, I spoke to somebody yesterday who is launching a new practice, and as we discussed, we both realized, oh, you know, something that you're doing really well, I'm not doing that at all. That's a great way for me to market or a great way for me to network that I haven't thought of before. So I think that the benefits outweigh the risks. Um, I have a, a close friend that is a psychiatrist and another close friend that is a psychologist. Um, and I text with these women almost every single day. They're both business owners as well, but just trying to figure out um, you know, what's the best way to handle this particular problem? What uh, what are you doing that maybe uh, I don't know that people are doing and that I should um, consider doing in my business as well? Okay. All right. Thanks for that insight. So uh, before we say goodbye on this episode, can you just share with us uh, where we can connect with you online, where we can find all the amazing stuff that you have been creating out to the world? Yeah, thanks. I would love to. So you can find me at um, drjulielandry.com. Um, it's my personal site. Um, also, halcyontherapygroup.com is where you can find uh, the private practice information. And then calliopementalhealth.com is where this new site is launching for the autism assessments. All right, uh, listeners out there, for the past uh, couple of minutes, I've been having this awesome conversation with Julie, and really, I've had a lot of great time, and uh, she shared with us a lot of great insight into our coaching practice, and even, uh, most importantly, how to deal with, uh, how to cope with all the stress, the ups and downs that comes with entrepreneurship and how to have a sound mental health and, as an entrepreneur. And it's been a very awesome uh, resource person. And uh, we celebrate you. We salute you for keeping the entrepreneurial fire burning and uh, for doing all the amazing things we are doing out there. So we celebrate you and uh, we give kudos to you for keeping the light uh, burning. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.